again, friends, and welcome to 151 The Show. My name is Adam, and this is a special Side Jobs edition of 151. Of course, we're still brought to you by uh, Skeleton Wines. You can find out more about them at SkeletonWine.com or on their Facebook page at Skeleton Vineyards. As for us, we're 151. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr, all at 151 The Show. And we hope that you subscribe to our Podbean iTunes Stitcher uh, YouTube, Google, and every other single channel we're a part of. If you missed any of that, feel free to go to 151theshow.com. That'll show you the way. Or the newly added thisstationswebsite.com. Joining me on the phone today from sunny Florida, apparently. Ladies and gentlemen, author Eric Handy is on the line. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Adam. How's it going? Oh, you know what? It, it finally snowed here. No, what is that? That's foreign to us uh, Floridians here. Yeah, I can understand that, but it's uh, you know for for me growing up and I you we talked off the air and uh, you you grew up in Florida. I grew up in Iowa where you know the white Christmas is kind of a thing, and mm-hmm. we didn't have that this year. Mother Nature decided like five days later, hey, guess what? Snow. So. Yeah, White Christmas down here is when Santa brings us cocaine, so it's all good. <laughs> Did you get a big pile of cocaine this year? <laughs> Not as much as previous years, but hey, times are tough. I, I just want to see the stocking that's just brimming with cocaine. Oh, and, that would be me too. <laughs> and, and little kids running down the stairs and like just going nuts <laughs> over <laughs> That's the best way to ever start an interview is a stocking filled with uh, a giant amount of cocaine. <laughs> It can only go go one way from here on out. So <laughs> debauchery all the way around. No, Eric. Uh, uh, he joins me on the line right now, and I, I gotta say the the biggest reason that this interview is happening is because uh, on Twitter the other day I made fun of the movie Aragon, and this random guy liked it, and I'm like, oh, let's see who liked this. So I went and I looked, and it's like, oh, it's an author. He's got a lot of books. Let's see if he wants to come on the podcast. And lo and behold, here he is. Here I am. Yeah. Aragon, by the way, awesome movie. Did you like Aragon? No, <laughs> I don't think anybody liked that movie. Come on. Did you read I the, s- the first twenty? Well, go ahead. Did you read the series? I uh, randomly opened to a page and read the page, and that was enough for me. <laughs> I I love the people out there, and and it, truth be told, that we we've made fun of Aragon on the show before. But it's it's so much. It's just like, hey, I'm gonna take the best parts of Lord of the Ring, and, or Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, and I'm gonna mix it with dragons. Yeah, masterpiece. And, and he profited from it. Yeah, yeah. It's come on. <laughs> but so that was the biggest reason uh, uh, why I just I thought it was it was funny that you did, and then I started looking at uh, uh, your Twitter page, and I got some laughs out of it, and. Uh, uh, I saw that you had a ton of books. I watched some of your YouTube stuff, and uh, you've you've got kind of a quirky sense of humor. And then, lo and behold, you like fish tacos and pro wrestling. And I'm like, you know what? I'm in on this. It's the cherry on top. So, Eric, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Maybe maybe by the end of this, we'll get to more cocaine and pro wrestling because those two things kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> but, Eric, uh, you know, looking at your uh, your slate of books, and we'll get into the whole, you know, how'd you get into writing and all, all that stuff here in a little bit. But what kind of author are you? Because it looks like you, you mix a lot of uh, kind of the paranormal and the weird into books. And they're not, I, I, I don't mean this as a bad thing, but it doesn't look like they're long reads. Correct. I write what I would want to read, and I hate to pick up a book that's 400 pages, and it could have been written in maybe 200. Yeah. You know, all that fluff and just wasted time. 
So I try to pare down each of my books to the absolute bare minimum and uh, hope people take to those. The books, and, and don't take this wrong way, they seem kind of weird. Like it's like <laughs> yes. death cult and and uh, gravitational distortions and and just all this kind of like there's there's a lot of weird in your books. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I don't mean I no. know that sounds kind of bad, but I mean you know uh, having never read them and you know setting up this interview, I, I you go through this stuff and it's like you know Apocalypse, which I believe is your newest book, correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, a disabled boy go, goes missing. His mother savagely, uh, savagely torn apart by an unknown force. I mean, that's it's like okay, there's a lot going on just right there, and right. only one man is capable of stopping the madness. There's always one man, and he is the only one. Is it the same always. dude? Is it the same dude in every book? No, actually, Apocalypse is the first of another series. Okay, that I call the Bad Boogeyman series. Oh, cool name! And uh, thank you. The main character, his name is D. Okay, for reasons in the future books, we'll find out. Why? And uh, it's kind of my take on a cross between Doctor Who and the X Files. Oh, that's it's sort of like a supernatural detective type deal, but not really overly supernatural. I want to ground everything in reality. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's the start. Apocalypse. Now, when you uh, at what point, like, were you just randomly, you know, stumbling across Doctor Who and X Files and got the idea for this, or was it something else that you'd been thinking about for a while? Oh, I've been thinking about this for years. I uh, loved the X-Files. I loved uh, old school Doctor Who. And I loved how in Doctor Who, you know, there was your story with made up of four or five parts, you know, and they were just so concise and and quick and entertaining. And I wanted to capture that with uh, this Bad Boogeyman series. Now, when you're setting up a series like, like, let me, let me stop there and ask this question. Was this this, the story that had been kind of sitting in your uh, head for a long time and it finally came out, or is this one of many kind of stories like that? I've been sitting on this for a while. Okay. I just didn't know how it would play out. Like, I knew the setup with the description that you just said. Yeah. Um, I knew the setup, but I had no idea who was going to be the bad boogeyman, you know, who this woman and her son were, how they wound up where they were. I had no idea, and it took literally years until it finally clicked in my head and I was like, okay, it's time to write this. What was the moment that made it click? And you don't have, I don't want you to, you know, spoil anything, but you know, there's always kind of that moment. It's like, oh, this is how it fits together. Oh, well, originally I, I did not know what was going to happen to the kid. I was going to do a whole, you know, he could be the antichrist and maybe a satanic cult did this or even a uh, maybe even a christian cult killed the mother and took the kid but i just didn't sit well with me it just seemed too i don't know too convoluted and silly okay and then i just grounded it into reality and it became what it became eric candy uh author of uh, many fine books you can find out more about him at erichandy.com you can also find him on twitter uh, at Eric Handy, how many books do you write per year, or how many, or or no, let me rephrase that. How many stories do you have going on per year? I would say four, four a year, three or four. Is it tough that to I, keep that I'm actively? I'm sorry. Oh no, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say three or four that I actively work on a year, but okay. you know, in my head, there's it's a constant barrage of stories, and 
You know, there aren't enough hours in the day to do anything, let alone write them all. Now, uh, everybody can find your books on, it looks like, Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Nobles, uh, Kubo? Kobo, yeah. Kobo, I, Kobo. Hey, I don't me. know what it is either. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know what it is? It's a sales outlet. I guess it's like a Canadian and European Amazon type deal. Okay. I have no idea. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it looks, uh, it looks all right. Go to Amazon. It's safe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Kobo steals your... No, I'm just kidding. People from Kobo <laughs> are going to come after me now, uh, like a death cult in one of your books. Um, so tell us about... Uh, in, in this is as much of a learning experience for me as it is probably some of the listeners uh, that maybe haven't stumbled across your books. If there's one thing you can say about what you write, what what would that be? Well, I hope what I write is entertaining no matter what the genre is okay. um, and no matter the subject matter. Nothing is ever too serious in my books. That's good. And if it is serious, it's sort of like a tongue-in-cheek type deal where... You know, you might have seen this in a movie before, something similar, or everything's going to work out in the end, even if it doesn't. Uh, Eric, what is it you like about writing so much? Just telling my stories and getting them, you know, out there into people's hands and just the, the, the act of creation. Um, now, it says here that you, you uh, he works a full-time job he hates. At what, let me ask you this. At what point were, you know, before you put that first book out, what was it that really made you go, you know what, I do want to do this as a you know a living. I want to do this as something other than me just writing down ideas. I work. I'm not going to say what occupation I have, but it deals with the public, and it's pretty intense. Public and, relations? Uh, there was just, um, actually, I work in a public library. Really? Where you would think, oh, no problem, but... No, there are problems aplenty, and I just had it, and I was like, you know what, I need to do something to supplement my income, and maybe this will be the next career I have. Mm -hmm. So, um, was the first book Hell of the Dead? Yes. When when did that come out? That came out in 2010. 2010. So you've been doing this a little while then. Yeah. Too too much success, obviously, <laughs> because I'm still working at the library and uh, I'm doing this yeah. stupid podcast interview. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. Hell of the Dead. Uh, that, that's the book that uh, essentially got it all started for you. A priest protecting a woman and her child. A police chief protecting himself. Not D, correct? Correct, yeah. Um, all of my books except Apocalypse are standalone. Okay. So there's no... I mean, okay. there might be overlapping characters, but you can read one and just be done with it. Okay, so Apocalypse starts the Boogeyman stuff, correct? Yes. Okay, okay, I, I get it now. And like I said, it's just one of those things where I haven't... And that that's going to sound bad to an author. I haven't read your book yet. <laughs> That's okay. I don't um, blame anybody for not reading them. <laughs> like, have you ever used the line, uh, you know, I'm an author, you know? <laughs> Maybe I will now. You know, I, I've done interviews and uh, mm -hmm. got a new series coming out, Bad Boogeyman. I might, you want to see I my might, Bad I might Boogeyman? I might do that if, if there's a line in the restaurant this evening. <laughs> I'm an author. <laughs> and I have stockings full of cocaine. Let's do this. You should just carry that around at all times. A stock, just that should be your glove box when you go out, like go on break from the library, go out to the car, and just bury <laughs> your face in a stocking full of cocaine. Well, then that would be a full time job I would love, and I would quit <laughs> writing. You know what's funny? I, I worked at a place where uh, a dude would go home, like he would go home for lunch, and he would—I don't know how much uh, weed he smoked, but it was a ton. 
And he'd come back, and he was just the happiest son of a bitch on the face of the <laughs> earth for the, for the rest of the day. That is one lucky man. <laughs> uh, Eric Handy is uh, my guest right now. Uh, it is Eric with a K, not a C. Uh, you can find out more about him at erichandy.com, at Eric Handy on Twitter. And I'm looking at your Facebook. Uh, please like his page, at Eric Handy Books. So um, I know you got Bad Boogeyman coming out. Uh, when's the next book for that come out? I haven't even uh, put pen to paper with that one. Uh, I would say probably 2020. Okay. Do you have, uh, I, I saw there was, I want to say there was a couple other books like in the works coming out here soon. Yes. In the next couple of months, I have something called Rot House. Rot? And it's Rot House. Yeah. Like R-O-T or R-A-W? Yeah. Rot House. R-O-T. Okay. okay, okay. That's what I thought you said. What's that one about? Um, it's about a bad house. A very bad house. I'm, I'm hooked. <laughs> uh, also, <laughs> it's a bad house. Okay, is it a crack house? Is it a haunted house? <laughs> is it a death cult house? Uh, you know, I don't want to say it's a haunted house, but I will say that... Uh, there's something strange going on. I just want to say those sons of bitches at Netflix stole my idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for that. Oh, Eric, I, which of these books do you like? Do you most identify with? Because I, I want to say that you know you always have things like you always say you know uh, hey what's your favorite book? Oh, I can't choose. You know they're all kind of my you know, favorite, they're like kids, you can't really pick one. But if one of your books was, if you were going to tell a person to read one of your books, which one would it be? It would probably be Drain. Okay. Which is not horror in the least. It's uh, action fantasy in the vein of uh, some anime or manga like Bleach. Oh, really? Yeah. You're an anime guy, huh? um, I was. Okay. But I just, you know, there's so much out there, and I just got bogged down. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to take a step back and wait a little while, you know, do other things that need to be done and maybe get back to all that. I know you said uh, uh, Apocalypse is the first of the Boogeyman, uh, Bad Boogeyman series. Uh, will any of your other books see, like, a series, you know, like a sequel or, you know, a series come out of it? Well, oh, Hell of the Dead may or may not have a sequel. Okay. Uh, she Never Dies may or may not have a sequel. And uh, actually, Drain is, I don't want to say it's the first of a series, because um, then people's expectations will be like, oh, well, yeah, where's yeah. part two or part three? Um, but Drain could be the first of a series. Well, when you started out that it's paranor- uh, Paranormal Defense Force, it's like, okay, that, that could be something down the way. Oh, yeah. There's there there are many stories to be told in that universe. I'm okay with this. So that's the one I should start with is Drain. Yeah, if you like action, I mean, there's no horror at all. There's no, I mean, there's you know paranormal things, but nothing you know spooky or anything. You're a horror guy, correct? Yeah, for the most part. Do you like the gore horror? Uh, no. I'm, no, I'm a subtle guy, you know, where, you know, nothing is scarier, you know what I mean? Like, I'd rather see a dark hallway than somebody bleeding out. I, I've often thought about this, and I'm not a huge, like, horror movie guy. Uh, you know, everyone's always like, oh, the Saw movies are so awesome, or uh, uh, the Hills Have Eyes and all this. And I'm like, it's essentially people getting torn apart for an hour and a half. I'm not... Right. I, 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 it's more gross than it is anything else. And I always thought that horror was 
the best horror is the stuff you don't see. Exactly. And I'm I'm glad that you you kind of agree with that. I mean, what if there was a, a book or a movie in in that genre that that you would go, you know what? That's that's it for me. That's you know the one that I would like to not copy, but you know, be in that kind of style. What would it be? You think? Oh Lord, there's so many. Um, off the top of my head, I'm gonna have to go with the movie called Session Nine. Session Nine. Session Nine. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it's about a group of. Uh, I guess they're they clean up uh, old buildings. You know, they clean out the asbestos and all that stuff. Okay. And uh, they happen upon a. Uh, former asylum that they clean out and spooky things may or may not be happening and you know it's a lot of psychological uh suspense and at the end you're still not sure whether or not was something really going on or not that i i like those kind of movies where you don't where people come out and you're kind of like i don't know what i just watched and i don't know how i feel about it yeah that's the best kind of movie is making people feel like that instead of spoon feeding them gore or you know Jump scares. Hey, here's a guy getting sawed in half from the crotch up. Right. He sat That's on a easy. circular That's saw. Easy. Boo. Yeah. Um, so you like session nine. Is there any other ones? Like what what uh, uh if you had and I don't want to do the top five thing, but I mean if you had like your top couple movies that would make us understand you a little bit more? Uh sure, yeah. Uh, there's uh Juon, the Japanese original, uh it was remade as the grudge. Okay. Okay. Uh, Lake Mungo. It's an Australian faux documentary about a teenage girl who dies under mysterious circumstances. <laughs> Wait a minute. An Australian. Yeah, I'm trying not to spoil it, but yeah. Uh, Australian. Do the description again. <laughs> it's an Australian uh, faux documentary <laughs> about a teenage girl who dies under mysterious circumstances. How- how could you ever take an Australian horror movie serious? Actually, this one it's it's pretty creepy. I mean, like I immediately go to the uh, the whole accent and try to watch a yeah. horror movie with that accent. Yeah, with this though, I mean, they treat it like it's a documentary, so it's uh, a little more serious, I guess. Yeah, but still, yeah, hearing I, someone I, talk about the horror of Lake Mongo with the uh, you know shrimp on the Barbie kind of <laughs> mentality is really funny to me. I can see the humor in that. It's kind of like, a different slant on it. Well, you think about different accents, and everyone's always like, you know, the British guy is always, you know, the suave villain, and the the German guy is always this the mad scientist type, uh, you know, doing experiments on people type accent, and and uh, the American guy is just always the a hole. I mean, <laughs> the Australian accent doesn't exactly conjure up horror to me. Crocodile Dundee. There you go. <laughs> no, that's a knife. <laughs> imagine Crocodile. Imagine Mick Dundee in the Saw movies. <laughs> you want... I don't know, that sounds like a money idea right there. <laughs> and that little stupid puppet coming out with it and saying, now that's a knife. <laughs> Where's Are we my sure cocaine? This hasn't happened in a Saw movie? <laughs> What's that? Are we sure this hasn't happened in a Saw movie? I that it could. What are we on? Like Saw fourteen? It'll probably be Saw sixteen. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> Pre-ordered right here. I got it. Oh, that's a conversation in itself. Thinking of uh, like the most the the weirdest combination of movies. I'm going to combine Crocodile Dundee with Saw. I love it. Oh God, uh, fish tacos. I want to go there with you. 
All right, let's go there. Um, I forget where I read that. I think it was on your uh, webpage, erichandy.com. Where's the best place to get fish tacos in South Florida? Oh, jeez. The best place is uh, probably my kitchen. Really? Why? What? What? Are, what makes your What makes your uh, chefery so damn good? Well, you got the. You can't overcook any of the fish that you use, and you can use either mahi mahi, uh, cod, flounder, tilapia. Uh-huh. I find a lot of restaurants around here they overcook the fish, so it's nice and dry and rubbery. I would so agree. you gotta, you know, you need moist fish, if you will. And uh, a lot of them, they oversalt the fish. Okay. And you kind of got to just let the fish, you know, do its thing. I mean, it's a fish taco. What's the uh, What's the toppings of choice on your taco? Uh, we got cheese, sour cream, and coleslaw. There's There's got to be like at least one or two of your fans are going to listen to this and be like, we want to hear more about his books, not his damn fish tacos. I don't know, man. The fish tacos sound more interesting than the books, really. Whatever. <laughs> you have like paranormal defense forces and death cults and and children going missing and all kinds of weird stuff going on. Who wouldn't want to read that? True. I am now a fan just based on that. I'm going to spread the word of Eric Candy. I'm really like, what's your favorite book? I don't know. I haven't read any of them. He's just an awesome dude. <laughs> uh, over on uh, your YouTube page, uh, which, uh, forgive me, I don't uh, have the name. Or uh, Does the channel have a name? I think it's just my name, I okay. think. I got to tell you, you made me laugh the other uh, I was looking at this stuff last night, and you're one, uh, there's one of the videos where it's the title, and forgive me, it's it's something along the lines of the first reading or something like that. And I'm like, oh, cool, I can okay. hear a little bit about uh, one of his books. So there's you and one of your books and your reading. There's no words. There's There's just a few reactions and stuff. And I don't know why, but that I, that must have been the perfect time of day to watch that because I, I laughed at that a lot. <laughs> Thank you. It took all of 45 seconds to uh, come up with that video and to shoot it. You've got some video game stuff on there. You tried to do Twitch? Yeah, I did. And then they did something weird with the uh, affiliate program or something. And I was like, you know what? I don't boycott things, but I'm done with Twitch. Really? Just, just Yeah, with... and I forget what it was. Are you a gamer? Sort of. I mean, I, uh, I play occasionally. Yeah. What's your uh, What's your game? Um, the first Bioshock. Really? Oh yeah, that, that's the one that kind of got me, I guess, reinterested in video games because I hadn't played in years and played that one and I was hooked. What uh, if you had to have one platform in your house? Which one would it be? Now this is under the caveat that I have every game for the system. Yes. The Super Nintendo. Really, Super? Yeah. What game on there? Let's let's go down this path. I'm I'm liking this. Oh wow. Um there's so many. Oh my gosh. See, I would have gone with the N sixty four, but that's me. Yeah, I was you know, I was gonna say PS one because there were like thousand games on there. Yeah. But uh the Super Nintendo, you know, I had that and it had it at a weird time in my life. I was a teenager, so I had other interests and I really didn't give it the attention that it deserved. Because it's a great system, and they had great games. Yeah, I missed out on a lot of those. But I would say Donkey Kong Country might have been okay. my top game on there. Yeah, I, I was hoping you were going to go in 64 so we could talk about uh, the greatness of Mario Kart and 
Ocarina of Time. See, but... that's when I got out of video games. Why would and, you get out of video yeah, games? No. Um, well, I was graduating high school and just, you know, didn't have the time with college and work. And, How did you, you know, not life? have the time with college? <laughs> I know. That's like every I night know. in the dorm room. I know. What were you doing? In... You nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't studying. I mean, if I if I studied in college, I wouldn't wind up at a freaking public library. Oh, come on. The public library. There's nothing wrong with that. There isn't. There isn't. You know what's funny about you say that? And for uh, uh, when I got let go from uh, radio a couple years ago, uh, yeah, a couple years ago, like at one point I looked at a librarian job. I'm like, you know what? That might not be too bad. And it's not a bad job. It just depends on the area you are in. You okay. know, and it's all area because I've been to libraries, you know, throughout the state and they're fine. It's just once you hit like Orlando South, I don't know. It's a different world. People stop reading. Yeah. Yes, dude. I'm. I don't have a big following in South Florida. <laughs> it's all the north where people know how to read. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many Southerners that uh, are going to be pissed at me now and will no, no longer listen. But, you know, our following is huge in, in, in Florida, apparently. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I have no, no way to uh, prove or disprove that. But, Eric, um, we're getting a little long in the tooth here. I appreciate you coming on the show today. I appreciate uh, you, you having some fun with me and uh, uh, talking about fish tacos, your books, and uh, all of that. Eric Handy. EricHandy.com, at EricHandy on Twitter, and uh, I believe the Facebook was at EricHandyBooks. I appreciate it, man. Drain is the one that you recommended for everybody, correct? Correct, yes. Awesome. All right, dude. Well, we'll let you go. Uh, Like I said, thank you so much for uh, making some time today, and uh, uh, have a happy new year, okay, man? You too, and thank you for having me and uh, plugging me. Thank you. All right, Eric. Thanks again, man, and uh, have a good one. This has been a Side Jobs edition of 151 The Show. We're brought to you by Skeleton Wine. You can find out more about them at SkeletonWine.com or on their Facebook page at Skeleton Vineyards. That's for us. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr, all at 151 The Show. And we hope that you subscribe to our Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, uh, Google, and every other single channel that we're a part of. If you missed any of that, please head over to 151theshow.com or this station's website.com. Have a good one. And we'll see you around.